0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Jujuteras podcast. My name is Stacy. I'm a Gigi Teta, and this is my podcast. I'm back. Happy 2024. It has been a minute since I posted my last episode, mostly due to the fact that I was very, very sick for like a month. And then I was getting into the swing of things back in the new semester, January, things like that. So life did get a little bit away from me for a minute, but here I am. I'm back. And for today's episode, I am bringing you the wonderful, so funny, amazing conversation that I had with my dear friend and training partner, Tori Steve Wolf. She has been training for Five and a half years now, almost six, because at the time of the interview, we talked back in October of 2023, back when she was just about to open her own jujitsu school. Obviously, now it's February 2024. So they've been open for a few months, and she is going on six years of training and um, a few years of being a GB ambassador, but that's a topic for a different time. Because Tori and I had so much to talk about, We decided to narrow the focus of this episode to just her experiences being a school owner and what it was like for her to open her school and why and, you know, just the story behind there. So you are going to hear her journey. Um, Her journey to jujitsu, yes, but then also her journey to being a school owner. And then I'm going to invite Tori back in the future to talk about her experiences as a GB ambassador, a competitor, um, you know, just things like that. So for now, please enjoy the interview. Here is Tori. Hi, Tori. Hey, Stace. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited.
1: Dude, I'm just going to just going to start this off with just so everyone knows me and Stacy have now been talking for 45 minutes. Um and then we decided we're going to press record so that <laughs> you guys can hear a little bit of what we're talking about, but just know that it goes a million miles deeper than this conversation and we've already talked about maybe talking again in the future so if, oh for sure if you enjoy I have this three other
0: episodes I want Tori to come back for
1: <laughs> yeah if you enjoy this just know there will be more where this came from
0: yes and if you don't enjoy it too bad there's going to be more
1: we're sorry we're sorry we're, <laughs> no, not we're not sorry
0: we're not sorry so Tori can you please introduce yourself for the podcast audience
1: yes absolutely so my name is Tori Steve Wolf, and I am currently a Purple Belt training at the newest of Gracie Baja schools in Illinois. That is Gracie Baja Twin Cities, Illinois, and it is located in Bloomington, in the Bloomington Normal area. That's why we're Twin Cities.
0: Twin Cities, Bloomington Normal. Yes. For people who aren't from Illinois, Bloomington Normal Twin Cities is kind of like, you know, Minneapolis-St. Paul type of Twin Cities
1: thing going on. It's very hard to tell where one of us ends and the other begins. So that's where we went with that title. And I have been training jujitsu. I actually had to figure out all these answers, Stace, before we talked. So I'm like, okay, so it was April of 18, so that puts me at – and then I'm doing my counting – And we are at five and a half years this month. So that's pretty exciting for me to have to be five and a half years into something and truly love it more than the day I started it. Yes. It's like a really good relationship.
0: Yes. It gets better with time. It ages like a fine wine. Absolutely. Yes. So let's start sort of from the very beginning. How did you end up getting into Jiu Jitsu in the first place?
1: Okay. So that story for me isn't as exciting as some people's story. There's a lot of people that have different super fun stories. So here's mine. It's the real down and dirty story of how, how I got introduced and I was dating this guy. His name's Tyler. Some people know him. Um, So I was dating him and I wasn't seeing him often at all because my work schedule was not coinciding well with Tyler's jiu-jitsu schedule, and, <laughs> which was really Tyler doing jiu-jitsu every single day until 8.30 at night. With that being said, I kind of complained about our time together, and his response was, if you want to see me more, come do jujitsu." And... So me being the person that I am, I needed to know more about this jujitsu thing because I really didn't know anything about it. So of course I did what everyone would do and I got on the Google and typed in jujitsu and, and then watched all of the videos that came up and I was like, ooh, this is very interesting and it seemed cool and... I'm a very athletic person, so for me, it was more of, okay, that's a cool new athletic challenge for me, so with that, I then said, okay, I'll come try it, but first, I need to do some studying, so what are you guys going to be working on this week, and he kind of snickered, and now, five and a half years in, I can really understand that giggle, Because he actually sent me the curriculum that they were on. I believe when I started, they were on week eight. And Gracie Baja does a 16-week curriculum. And they were on week eight. So my response to him was, why don't I just wait a few weeks and start on week one? Because I would like to start from the beginning. And Tyler said, it doesn't really work like that. It's just a sixteen week curriculum, but you can start anywhere. Well, I think week eight at the time was triangles and something else. It was insane, but I what a place to start, girl.
0: What a place to start. So I tried with to triangles. like
1: watch because he had, um, he had these videos, and so I'm watching them and I'm like trying to learn this stuff on my own without knowing anything. Finally, he's just like, just come in. So. I said, well, I don't want to look out of place, so make sure that I have one of those outfit things that all of you guys wear, because <laughs> I don't want everyone to know that it's my first time going there. And so he got me set up with an introduction class. I went in, and little did I know, he knew I would like it. So really, my introduction ghee was Tyler had purchased a ghee for me. And that Aww. was my gi. Well, anyone who knows me now, I wear an A0 gi. My now husband told them that I was an A2. So my oh. my very first gi that I have is one that he bought for me. And it's an A2. And so now every once in a while I'll put it on just so he knows, like, what gi he what size he thought I was when we first started oh dating. Gosh. But... But my Listen, first day I'm
0: not a small woman, but even an A two is kinda of big on me.
1: Yeah. So my first day, I get put in this <sighs> ski that I was swimming in, and I wore it for over a year and a half before I ever got a different size. Because he kept Aww. saying that he would get me a new gi and I kept being like, Those are super expensive. Don't get me a they new ghee.
0: I mean they last a long time, but yeah. Oh, absolutely.
1: Not cheap. So, yeah, I wore my A2 gi swimming in it for a very long time. Now it's... I bet you were so cute. It's a nostalgic gi for me now. But that's how I really started. And then the first class I did terrible because I used all strength because I was very strong. And that's all I had. And I think, like, the first six months I was not good at all. I kept being told just use technique, just use technique. And I'm just like, I'm sick of this little 115 pound girl beating me. So I'm going to bench press her off of me and go to where I need to be here.
0: Well, I mean, I feel like, to be honest with you though, Tori, I'm sure I did the exact same thing when I was a white belt. I, in fact, I guarantee I did that. You know, there were so many times after sparring, I was just completely wiped out, exhausted. And um, Coach Chris Hansen, he was a purple belt at the time, I think. He was telling me, he was like, well, you're using too much strength. And I'm like, but I don't really understand what that means. Like, I don't really understand what that means. So I don't actually know how to fix it. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? I'm not going to lie. You're saying words. I I understand the words, but I don't know how to apply that to myself.
1: Yeah, I think I I did not learn what that all entailed until late into my blue belt game. And at that point, I then knew when I was using strength, but it didn't stop me. Because I was (laughs) like, I still don't... (laughs) I still need to get this done, and something clicked in the past, I would say, year, year and a half, where now, when I'm in competition, I will definitely still use strength, and when I'm in competition training versus people that are much stronger than me, yes, absolutely, strength is probably still very much included. I'm never going to say that I'm not using strength. Personally, that would be a lie. But what I will say is when I'm in class with my peers, people who maybe are not competitors at all, and I do something and it's not working out now, I will be like, that's not working out. So maybe I should do a different move. And then that other move will just work flawlessly with no effort and so now I get it. Now I get it. But I'm five and a half years in. And as someone who's a very... Okay, not very. We'll take very out of that. For someone who's an intelligent person, jujitsu has been the most challenging thing I've ever put myself through. Oh, yeah. Hands agree. down.
0: Hard agree. Yep.
1: And I have done some, some stuff in my life that... I've gone to college, I've got my respiratory therapy degree, I've gotten a roofing license, and those are two things that I had to study up on and had to really commit myself in order to do them. Jiu-jitsu, on the other hand, it angers me sometimes (laughs) because I'm like, I should be getting this by now, and honestly, like... I bet nope. my trigonometry <laughs> teacher is probably like out there listening, like, Nope, this is just one of those things you're never gonna get Tori, ha. But no.
0: Well, I mean it's the I think the beauty of it is that there's always something to learn. You know, it's it's not like one of those things where you can memorize a handbook and then just suddenly be an expert on it. Like the i feel like the more that i train the longer i go on because like you said you started in april i started in january this january it'll be 8 years for me and i still feel like the longer i go on the more i realize i don't know absolutely and then the more i'm just like oh i have to i have to make sure i learn this or I, or oh you know this isn't this move that i've been doing for 7 years isn't really working for me quite as well as it used to i have to refine that now Or, you know, oh, I'm getting older. Like, I need to use less strength because I'm tired. (laughs) I need to, you know, I need to, like, refine my technique. I need to use more lift. Like, there's always something. Well, And I think that's the beauty but also the frustrating thing about it too.
1: It's like a flow chart. You know how on a flow chart I always see those memes where it's like uh, a, a flow chart where it's like, if this is happening, do this. And if yes, do this. If no, do this. And then it always goes to duct tape at the end. I don't know. Have you ever seen that one? <laughs> yes.
0: It's, or they just circle themselves back to the beginning. It's like, and a, it's like, like a
1: maintenance flow, chart, flow chart, Like a couple of like,
0: times before you realize, oh, I've been through this the whole yeah, time. Yeah, it's like yeah. the
1: maintenance flow chart. If yes, use duct tape. If no, use WD-40. And I'm like... I feel like with jujitsu, the more I learn, the more little trees come off the flow chart. Because they're like, if you, if they react accordingly, you're going to do this. And I'm just like, what if I don't even know what the according reaction is? Because as a white belt, it's always fun to roll with a white belt. Because not only do you not know what they're going to do, they don't know what they're going to do. And then when you get into blue belt, you're like, okay, I have an idea of what what they should do sometimes. But they might not do it still. And then as a purple belt, you're like, well, I really know what they should be doing now. Oh, but yeah, they still didn't do it. Okay, okay, you guys are all messing me up. You know, and I I don't think, I don't think you really get to a point where you can completely react to their reactions until you're up in that high brown belt, black belt stage, really. Before then, it's how much control do you have over your own body in order to keep them under control? And, Mm. and I'm telling you, I've been harped. And I hope Professor Marcos listens to this because whew, he's you know, one. I hope
0: he does too just because I hope all of my jiu-jitsu friends and family would be listening to my jiu-jitsu podcast.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> but I want him to hear this part because for many years even when I wasn't training directly under him he would say to me slow down, Tori. Slow down. And then he'd Say something and I'm gonna butcher this because I that's what I do. Slow is fast and slow is smooth and smooth is fast Yeah,
0: sl- yeah. Slow is smooth and
1: smooth is fast. Yes. And he would always mm-hmm. say that. And I
0: say that to a whole bunch of people too. And that's what I tell cr- beginners.
1: Crazy girl that five and a half years. I keep repeating it because if people think they're gonna walk into a school today and be good at jujitsu next week, I'm really sorry that that happened to you, (laughs) that somehow you have that misconception. And I, I feel for you because it's not going to happen. And if you have that thought process, then you're going to quit or you're going to be super frustrated five years down the road, like me, And still living the dream. Like, I mean, like, I love jujitsu, but you're either – you're going to be one or the other. Like, you're never going to – if you think that this is a fast process, then you're in the wrong – It's not. You're in the wrong discipline. But if you're, like, up for a challenge and up for a brain teaser, those are, like, maybe the negative sides. Maybe. But, like, there are so many positive sides to jujitsu. And oh, yeah. for me, it is, I have this new family that I never had before, and they all have this this super common interest that you either love it or you don't. There's not a middle ground. And you're not going to be a person that's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to do jujitsu sometimes. You're either, when you come into your intro class, you're, Looking at the schedule and you're panning it out and you're saying, I could do Tuesdays and Thursdays or I could do Mondays and Wednesdays or Mondays and Thursdays. You're figuring it out, right? Mm -hmm. Or you're a person that's so busy that you want to do it and you can only make Mondays, but then the whole rest of the week, all you're thinking about is jujitsu. Yeah.
0: Well, I think there's something to that too. Every single interview I've done, all of the people have said that after they tried it, they wanted to keep coming back. Like especially some of the ladies were that were still white belts or or early blue belts. They were like, "Yeah, you know, I wasn't too sure about it at first. I wanted to try it for various reasons, and I came in and I had a lot of fun. And I just wanted to make I just wanted to come whenever I could, you know. And so whenever that was." that's when I could come and then as as they go on I think for some people for some people they just keep the schedule that they began with because that's what they can make work but I think for other people it's more like they as they go on they start shifting their schedule to include more jujitsu
1: classes Exactly. It's just an
0: it's a natural progression. It's not really something you can necessarily pin It's like, "Hmm, this is the day that I blah blah blah." And it's not really something that you can do that with. It's it's like a slow process. It's like falling in love.
1: Oh, it's a gradual man. process. Man, and I did I did both things at the same time. So so me and Tyler were very early into dating when we st- when I started jujitsu. And I was like, "Do you really want me here cuz this seems like it's like your place and if i like it too and it's your place what if we break up i'm not going to leave here just because you don't want to be with me <laughs> and so you know we had some discussions on that but it seemed like he knew i was going to be his person so he didn't Aww. have any he didn't have any any struggles in that department where i was constantly like i really love jujitsu tyler so don't mess this up because i don't want to have to find another place (laughs) so so i mean i did fall in love with, with both at the same time really and and many obviously no one on here knows me other than you and you know the 27 other people that really know me but not only did me and tyler fall in love on the mats Tyler actually also proposed to me on jujitsu mats in Mexico oh. at the Gracie Baja Experience Winter Camp in front of so many of the jiu-jitsu greats, um, and they were all actually a part of our proposal, and it's a little bit surreal when Draculino is the one, like, announcing your proposal, especially for a person like me. Who, I am not a cliche person. I think being proposed to on major holidays is silly. And being proposed to in front of a bunch of people is awful. And having big, huge, planned out proposals. They are things that are supposed to be on movies. Not real life. And Tyler made all of that happen. He proposed to me on Valentine's Day (laughs) at the... In Cancun, Mexico, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like every single little cliche you could put together, Tyler did, and he had yeah, he had right. one of the most amazing professors carrying in a big bouquet of balloons, and then he had another professor holding the ring and handing it to him, and Professor Draculino announced Tyler and then said... Taylor has something he'd like to say. And at that point, I was just like, oh, my goodness. Get me out of this room. Someone pull the fire alarm right now. And (laughs) I mean, parts of that actual (laughs) thing, me saying those words, somebody was behind me recording because they knew it was going to happen. So my proposal is actually on there's four different angles that have the whole entire thing. One of the angles was right behind me, and ooh, thank goodness for technology, because that phone, that phone picked up me saying, oh my God, get me out of here. And that phone picked up my best friend, Ashley, who is also one of my best jujitsu rolemates, picked up her saying, why, do you not want this? And I said, no, that's not it at all. I just don't want all these people looking at me. And she was like, oh, okay, never mind. And she literally, like, pushed away from me so that she wouldn't, like, be in any more of the video footage. And she just, like, you can see from that video her scooching away, like, okay, I'm not going to be a part of this video anymore. And someone actually had the audacity to post this on Facebook Live. So, thank goodness. Professor
0: Carlos. He loves his lives.
1: No, like, someone did it for Tyler. They had it on Tyler's Facebook. So, anyone who knew Tyler, all of his, he has a, a ton of followers. I do not. Tyler has a ton. All of these people already knew that that I was being proposed to before, you know, my parents. I mean, my parents knew because Tyler talked to them, of course. But all these people knew that I said yes before I could tell anyone. I was like... And this proposal happened on a day where we spent two-hour, two-hour seminar learning chokes. So, like, my hair was a mess. (laughs) My neck was all red. I looked awful. We had no makeup on because you don't train in makeup. And I'm just like, man. So, I mean, jujitsu is my life. So it makes sense that, that that happened. But I don't have any cute pictures to show for my proposal. But it did happen on the mats. So.
0: Oh, well, but you have jujitsu pictures to show for it.
1: Heck yeah! I mean, and we had this big group in our proposal picture, and now it's it's like a big deal. It's a big deal to me now that that happened. I mean, Master Nelson was at my proposal. That's pretty cool.
0: I mean, and who can say? Who else gets to say? That Professor Draculino himself announced, basically introduced your proposal. Like, who can say that?
1: I come bet on. only like five other people. I don't really know how many, but
0: also, <laughs> you think he's introducing?
1: He's a really cool guy. So if you if you know him, Taylor always. I, I wish he I text didn't live so far away. Sometimes I wish
0: that they could come and visit more.
1: I'll text him sometimes, asking him questions. And Tyler will constantly say, quit bothering Draculino. He's a busy guy. And I'm like, it's okay, babe. He likes me. <laughs> and Tyler will just be like, leave them alone. Leave Hamilo Bahal alone. Leave Draculino alone. And I'm like, I have questions. They they have answers for me.
0: Go right to the source. I mean, why spend, why waste time, like, you know, faffing about about it? Just go directly to the source.
1: Absolutely. I mean, if you really need Draculina, though, go down, go down and see him. He's building an amazing school down there in Texas, and hopefully everyone will get a chance to go down there and see it as soon as it's done, because... It's going to be absolutely fabulous. And I've been following his construction builds and it looks amazing too.
0: So Tori, can you please describe your role now as a school owner?
1: Well, what I will first say is being a business owner in any, any business, it is like a roller coaster of up and down emotions I feel like every single day, maybe even down to the minute, I might have a different emotion on things. Overall, this ownership and this new this new stage in in mine and Tyler's jiu-jitsu life has been truly joyful. The way we came into deciding to open a school I will say that it maybe wasn't the way we wanted to, but I know that everything really does happen for a reason and in its own time. And we would have loved to get things started even sooner. And I just had to keep being reminded that things will happen when they're supposed to happen. Things like us finding a building was very difficult to do. Finding space for a jiu-jitsu school you might think is easy and then you think, I don't want a beam in the middle of the mat. I don't want this. Those are things that you don't think about until they're right there and now you don't know how to get rid of them. So Mm -hmm. as a school owner now, overall, the highest feeling is pure joy. Um, Just saying it to you. Stace makes it, makes it more real because we have our soft opening in, what's today? I don't even know what today's date is. Today's
0: the 8th.
1: The 8th. So. It's a week from today. It's a week from today, Stace. So a week from today, we will be officially opened as Gracie Baja Twin Cities, Illinois. And. We've been doing mock classes, and of course, the classes are not mocks. They are real classes, but of course, they are smaller than than most schools would see because we're not officially opened yet. We are getting our advertising going, but our mock classes, all of my instructors are, a couple of them are working on their Instructor Certification Program, and Tyler, he is ICP certified, as am I. Every person that teaches a class, they also have joy. You can see the joy coming. It's literally pouring out of every single person that's teaching class, whether it's GB1, GB2, no-gi. I'm very excited because... The class I get to teach is the GBF female only curriculum designed for us and that is my happy place and I am determined to make that program just explode here when we have our staff meetings. It's funny because Tyler, Tyler my my partner in crime, my 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 main man I want him to be part of these these meetings, right? And he'll be like, I'll be right there as soon as I'm done cleaning the mats. He takes great joy in cleaning our mats. So he'll be like, I'll be right there. So then a couple days later, he'll ask me a question. And I'll say, well, if only you were at the staff meeting, you would know the answer to that one. (laughs) And because he'll tell the guys, I don't really need to be there, guys. She's she's in charge. She's she's telling all the rules. And if he doesn't want to have to explain something to anyone, if he doesn't want to explain why this has to be done, because, because Tyler is more go with the flow, and I am more fun sucker, rule follower. <laughs> like, we both have our roles in our family. And... It's becoming that way in our school and in our ownership of this business, along with our other business. We own a roofing company together as well, but it's coming into the rule where I am the rules and Tyler (laughs) will say to people, this one's coming from corporate guys. Can't get around this one. It's coming from corporate and I think I'm just going to get a shirt that says I'm corporate. (laughs) because because, you know people will call and say we talked to Tyler but he said he said we need to talk to the boss so I mean as school owner no doubt about it uh, right now I probably have more stress in my life than I've ever really put on myself but you know there are definitely two kinds of stresses and this one is genuinely a good stress I can say with great certainty that this is a good stress for me. And I know because at 38 years old, I have been through the bad stresses. I have been through divorce. I have been through blending families with older children, and I've been through dealing with exes, and I've been through money issues. And me and Tyler have a roofing business in Central Illinois, so with that, we go through you know there are highs and lows in our business. There is no steady; it is it is legitimately a roller coaster in our lives. So I've been through a lot of stress. And this stress for me, going into the school, as soon as I drop my kids off at school, I drive straight to our academy, which is 12 minutes away, which is phenomenal for me. For someone who's been training for the past however many months we've been training, an hour and 15 minutes away from home. So to train 12 minutes away from home is really, really, really amazing. But so with this good stress, right, I go into the school at 8 a.m. One professor, Professor Salvo, he's over in the UK. He told Tyler one time that there's something about cleaning your own school that is just therapeutic. And he's not kidding on that. Because I go in there every morning, as soon as I drop the kids off, and I sweep, and I dust mop, and usually the night before, Tyler has mopped the mats down. But if for some reason we just, we're both exhausted, I'll say, I'll just mop in the morning. And there's something about it. Put on some peaceful music, and just do that. It's like, all right. Let's start this day. Now, if you ask me to mop my floors at home, I'll be like, (laughs) can I pay someone to do that? (laughs) Because I don't want to do that. Don't I have a child that can take care of that for me? (laughs) But at the school, it's different. And then, you know, I have like this checklist in the morning. First, I get the school nice and cleaned up. So it's how I want it to look. And it it looks clean anyways, mind you. (laughs) There's not really much to do. But there's something about just doing it all again in the morning. Then I'll look and see what leads I've got from the night before. People that are doing their Google searches in the middle of the night. And I'll follow up on those leads. Then, you know, a couple little more business things. And then I'm just, the best part right now for me personally is that I have a mat that I can train on 12 minutes away from my house that's so nice. And I have this husband who wants to train with me, and now it's so at our fingertips disposal that we train every day, every morning at nine o'clock. I say eight thirty. I plan for eight thirty, but I'm the rules. Tyler's, you know, go with the flow. So we, we usually start at nine, nine to nine forty-five. Me and Tyler do some sort of drilling. He's planned something out for me to do, and. That is just so great because we will push pause on everything else from that time and we'll drill. And it's it's great for our jujitsu, but it's also great for our mental health. It's great for our marriage. We just give each other that time. And then if we have to go our separate ways for the day because we're both just being pulled in so many directions, that's fine. We've gotten that time And that's really amazing. And that's one of my favorite parts of it being our school because I got to make this schedule that works for me with Jiu Jitsu. So, you know, everyone just go ahead. Go open your own school. That's how you can train at the schedule that works best for you. (laughs) Um, There's nothing to opening your own school. It's super easy. It's cake. Everyone should do <laughs> it.
0: Hashtag, hashtag sarcasm.
1: Hashtag lies, all lies. She's a big liar. Don't <laughs> put this girl on your show anymore. No, but really, um, really for us, I got the keys to our building on August 1st. But before that, I had everything planned out in my head. I'm a super planner. I had everything planned out. And because of that, a lot of stuff has gone pretty seamlessly. The things that go hard are truly the things that we wouldn't have thought we would have had an issue with at all. And then it's just like, how is this the hardest thing that's happening today? And (laughs) you just want to beat your head against the wall for a minute. Like, why is this happening? Also, I'm not good with technology. I am super old school. For a person that truly... I can remember the internet starting, and I can remember a lot about all of that when I was even in high school. I am computer not smart, really, and because of that, it's a small downfall when it comes to stuff like this because a lot of things are very internet-based. All of our software is internet-based for, for the school. Just the advertising is a lot internet-based everyone's saying the way to get people you you gotta do online ads you gotta do this you gotta do this and I'm like of course you want to say that and you want to charge me so much money for it Mm -hmm. so that's a struggle for me but here I've watched all the marketing information I've taken the marketing course that Gracie Baja has to offer they they really don't want you to fail The Gracie Baja franchise, man, they are behind you 100%. They have people following up with you weekly, you know, writing your questions down. Give them your questions. They'll find you your answers. A lot of them are available at a moment's notice. If you you email them, they are very quick to get back to me. So that's amazing. Kudos to them on everything they've really done to help with all of this. The one thing that... Like, I did go through all the marketing that they gave me to go through. And the one thing I'm doing a little backwards from them is I am going very old school with my advertising. I am doing online advertising. I am buying ad space on Facebook and doing all of that. But on the other side, I am going out. I am going to businesses in our area. I am going to, we have, I want to say, five colleges within a softball throw of the school two of them are bigger and a couple of them are community and a couple of them are cosmetology colleges um but I'm going to all of them and walking around on their campuses and handing out flyers and I know it says you gotta have eight touches to a person so imagine eight flyers having to go to the same person but I don't believe that because I believe that I am such a unforgettable person (laughs) that if you want at all to do jujitsu or have any want in even seeing what it's about if you meet me and you go on my little QR code that I made on free QR codes dot yada yada yada
0: same I did the same for my podcast
1: yeah if you, if you do any of that, you're going to come to our school. You're going to fall in love with it. You're not going to think the price is outrageous because you're, maybe you shop around a little bit. Okay? Just like people do with roofing companies. Like I said before, we have a roofing company. Someone will call me, ask me for a bid. I'll say absolutely. If that person is responsible at all, they're probably going to at least get two more bids. Some people will be like, we've heard enough things about you that we're going to go with you. (laughs) Might not be the smartest thing to tell me because then I'll, no, just kidding. But, but with jujitsu schools, I expect if you're serious about it for you and your family, I don't expect to be the only place you're going to go to in this town. We have a few, we have a handful of jujitsu schools. Now I, I've called around, I've done my own research I know that multiple ones don't take children. Some of them discourage children in jujitsu, which is laughable to me because I have three young daughters who have shown nothing but improvement in their life from jiu-jitsu. But some of them, if you're a woman and you call there and you say, how many women train here? Which I, I someone did that for me. And a couple of the schools openly said, they don't have any women training there. And I'm just like, wow. Okay. So there's a market for me to just dive into as a woman you
0: got
1: it. in jujitsu and a mom. So, like, I'm not just a young competitor woman in jujitsu. I'm a mom in jujitsu. I'm a wife of a jujitsu person. I feel like I've worn all of the hats in the jujitsu area. And now I get to wear this new school owner hat. So it's pretty cool that I have all of the knowledge from from even the minority angle of being a woman in jiu-jitsu. I feel like I can play that role out pretty well. And being a parent of a jiu-jitsu student, I know what other parents are looking for. And it's not just discipline. That is definitely a side that when they're... I've had multiple calls to get intro classes for kids saying, I have an ADHD child, or I have a child with behavior problems, or my child goes to a therapist and they've recommended some form of martial arts. Mm -hmm. You know, you get those calls. So you know what those parents are looking for, but... My children did not have any of those issues when I brought them into jujitsu. I brought them in because I loved jujitsu and I was like, selfishly, I want them to do it so that we can do it together. And in the beginning, they weren't having it. Hmm. My twins, especially. They weren't having it. They wanted to do gymnastics and dance and all of these things. Well, I let them do all of those things as well. Interestingly enough, jiu-jitsu has won out over all of them. They do play soccer, they play softball, they play volleyball, but jiu-jitsu is their constant. It doesn't have a season. It stays all the time. There are days when they cannot get to every class that maybe me and Tyler want them to be at because they have something going on. But we do know that there's this balance. And with that, it's a good thing for me as a parent to see that in my own kids. Because then when you're coming to me and talking to me about jiu-jitsu for your kids, I'm not going to turn you away or make you feel silly if you say, well, they do soccer, they do this, they do that. Because... Maybe there's been a time when I've had to go and say, well, they won't be here because they have soccer and now it's on Tuesdays and Thursdays as well. And maybe your class is only on Tuesdays and Thursdays for their age group. And that maybe gets looked at in a frowned upon level by that person. But me as a parent, I know how to react to that in a way. I get it. Soccer is six weeks long. Like when they're done with soccer, bring them back bring them Mm -hmm. let them get back to started with classes and that's you know then when maybe I need to look at our schedule and say can I open up more class times and you know me and Tyler have picked a number of how many kids we have in kids class before we open up more days of of that age group kids class right Mm -hmm. and we've thought about Open mats and what age group will we allow to come to open mats of kids so that maybe they have also more opportunities while we're still growing as a school. So we've thought about all this just because in the ICP curriculum for kids, it does you know mention things like consistency is important with jiu-jitsu, as we all know. But we also know that you don't want to burn a kid out. So, telling a kid that this is all they can do because it lands on a bad night, that's not the way to make them love it. Mm -hmm. And we've given our kids a a small break this past summer while we were ironing everything out with the school and letting them play softball and letting them be kids and not driving an hour and 15 minutes away to train when they're exhausted from being in the pool all day. Mm -hmm. And... With that small break of of two months, they go back to class now ready to train again, you know, and excited. And they missed jujitsu and they missed competing and they missed their friends and all of that stuff. So there's things that I love that I can take from my experience and I can take it into the school ownership role. With a really open mind and an open heart and willing to take all of that in. And with this GBF curriculum that's come about, I love, love the fact that there is a class especially for women. And I joke with some of the, the male instructors that I'm going to just lock the door. Because the next class doesn't actually start. One class ends. The next class doesn't start for 10 minutes after that. And I'm like, you don't need to be there any earlier than 10 minutes before. I joke <laughs> with them because some women just don't want men in there. And if you promote that mentality that it's only women, then it's only women. And I will, I will, hold, I will hold strong to that. And I think that's a huge thing. You know, you want to hold strong to your word with people And right now I have not just in my GBF class, but as a school that hasn't opened, we don't open for a week. I actually officially have eight women already training at our school. So
0: that's fabulous. Well, I will say though, Tori, by the time that this comes out, you will be open. And
1: and And there will be an army of women. There will be an army. army of children and We will not have any trouble getting men to come to our school because jujitsu is male-dominated and Once a male walks into Gracie Baja Twin Cities and sees the amazing facility and the amazing instructors and the diversity in the school, they're going to be like, this is the place for me. And then a world of opportunity is going to open up because we are a Gracie Baja franchise, which is important to me because that makes you a part of the Gracie Baja family. And I have taken full advantage of that. When me and Tyler travel, if there's a GB school within an hour and a half of wherever we are, I guarantee you, we have gone to it. Because that's how far Tyler is willing to drive to go see a school. And because of that, we have, we've had a lot of different experiences to be able to see how other people have run their things, to see how people have laid things out. I have just a folder in my phone of photos of different GB academies just so that I can be like, Ooh, I like that. Steal a little bit from everyone mm-hmm. so that take a little bit of their flavor away and bring it to central Illinois.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like central Illinois needs a little bit of flavor.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, we've, we've done our homework and we've gone and seen all of these other places and we've gone to camps and Gracie Baja Summit. Tyler has gone to a camp in Italy run by Professor Salvo. Um, we've gone to the GB Experience Camp multiple times.
0: Yes. We've
1: been... Tyler's been to the World Summit twice. I've been once. I'm actually going to the GB Female Camp that Professor Vivi is spearheading in Phoenix yeah. in February. So that'll be fun because that's just women. Like, Yes. I just – it will be amazing to see just this room full of only women in jujitsu. jitsu I'm probably just going to have a GoPro attached to my chest because <laughs> it's going to be that cool of an experience.
0: That's amazing. So, Tori, let's kind of wrap up this particular topic for this particular episode because I think you and I both know you're going to be back. and
1: All we're right. We're going to
0: talk about different aspects – Jiu Jitsu. Um, I really appreciate your insights on what it's like to be a school owner because there really aren't many female school owners that I know of. Um, I was actually you're going to hear this when it comes out soon, but I was actually talking to Samantha Hattlestad. She's a co owner of her own school in Ottawa. And she and I were talking and It's just like, well, we w- logically we know that the women are out there. But we don't know where they are. Like, I don't really know them. Like, we need to be connected to each other. So I'm really glad that we're here talking about this so that we can connect the women in our area too. But, like, just from around, just from around anywhere, from around the world. Like, so we all can kind of get in touch with each other. So I know that Gracie Baja Twin Cities has an Instagram account.
1: Yes, our school on Instagram, you're gonna be able to find the school at G B Twin Cities I L. So G-B T W I N C I T I E S I L. That's gonna be where all of G B Twin City stuff's coming in, and then it actually I think magically feeds over to Facebook. We do have a Facebook as well. It does magically do
0: that now. Isn't that great? I've posted to Facebook a couple of times and I didn't realize I did because I had posted to Instagram and it just fed it in there. Yes. And I'm like, I don't know if I like this or not.
1: Oh, I love it because I don't need another step in my life. And everyone's like, you need to put that stuff on social media. So I love killing two birds with one stone. I'm all over it. But to find me, for anyone who wants to find me, I'm pretty sure my account is public. So it's easy. Find me. Follow me. Mine is going to be Tori, T-O-R-R-E-E underscore B-J-J underscore G-B. That's going to be where you're going to find me on Instagram. So I think if you just... Put in my super awesome, unique spelling of my first name, Tori, <laughs> T-O-R-R-E-E. You can pretty much find me if I'm on something. I will, I will be found pretty easily that way.
0: Well, I'm also going to make sure that I put hyperlinks in the description box like I always do. Fabulous. So they're going to be in there. Everybody can go and check out Gracie Baja Twin Cities and go follow them. And then yourself, Tori B J J G B. Well, Tori, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thanks for having me, Daisy. I'm so sorry it took us so long to actually make this thing happen.
0: I'm glad that we made it happen, though. This has been a whole lot of
1: fun. Well, I agree, and I look forward to our next talks. And like I said, if anyone didn't like this one, well, <laughs> the next one might be better or it might be worse. But you should listen anyways because either way, you're going to get something out of it.
0: All right. I really, really hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I enjoyed talking with Tori. Tori and I always have fun when we when we are together. She and I talked for almost an hour before we even remembered to press record. And I think she and I ended up talking for several minutes afterwards as well, Um, which I think is just what happens when you and your friends get together. But, you know, she really does have a lot of valuable insights. She has really gone through the ringer in terms of becoming the school owner, her process to getting there, getting it off the ground, things like that. And I can't wait to have her back. She's going to be able to update you guys with how it's going. And then she's going to be able to talk about her experiences being a jujitsu competitor because she does compete. So in the meantime, I do have a few things I want to tell you slash remind you about. So if you are looking to get in touch with me, I am most active on Instagram. I have two Instagram accounts. One of them is for the podcast. So it's at Juji podcast. It's all smushed together. The second one is for me as an athlete. It's at Juji and so these are all linked in the description box. I think in every single episode I link them. I do have a Facebook page, although the page really is just kind of a page. It's there for updates and announcements. Um, I don't really DM or anything on Facebook, but you can keep in touch with what's happening with the podcast if you follow me on Facebook, which is Teta's podcast. And I also have an email if you need to email me for any reason. So basically, if you have something longer to say that DMs just don't really have the capacity for, or if you're not really a social media person, you're like, I don't really have those social medias. I don't want to do those messenger apps or whatever. You can email me. My email address is jujiteraspodcast at gmail.com. So if you need to get in touch with me, you can do that there. Also... If you need more jujitsu slash me content in your life, I do have a Patreon, and that's where I post sneak peeks, short updates. I do have some special series going on over on Patreon. So basically, the biggest perk is that for just $3 a month, you can get early ad-free access to every single episode that goes live. At the moment, all of my episodes are ad-free, but I'm hoping to change that in the near future. So if you would like your episodes to remain ad-free, Patreon is the place for you. And it's only $3 a month. Also with that, you get access to the Spilling the Tea extra series that I'm doing on Patreon where I talk about my experiences once upon a time being in the hospitality industry and all of the craziness that happened there. So I tell those stories over on Patreon as well. For Blue Belts and Up, you get access to the special series about mental health that I've been doing on Patreon. It's basically just to show how we deal with mental health or how I've been dealing with mental health, some of the things that people go through, and just kind of letting you know that, you know, you're really not alone. And we have our ups and downs and struggles and triumphs and everything like that. Right now, I have a series of short videos on there because Patreon lets you do two-minute videos, but I'm also planning on longer audio-only episodes there, so be on the lookout for that. And then Purple Belts and Up have access to the Raw and Unedited series, which is basically when I do these interviews, I post them early but unedited, so you get the whole entire conversation. Every uh and um, every tongue click every pause, but also every word. So that is all on Patreon. And speaking of Patreon, I would like to shout out my patron on Patreon. This is Ann Foster. She's the host of the Vulgar History Podcast. And she has been a huge support of my podcast since before it even went live. So Anne, thank you so much for all of your support. You're a huge influence on this podcast's existence. And I really appreciate you. So thank you. So thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you for listening. I hope everybody is staying healthy and being well. And I will see you in the next one. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to connect with me while you wait for the next podcast episode, find me on Instagram at Jujiteras Podcast and at Jujitera. I'm also on Facebook at Jujiteras Podcast. You could also email me at Jujiteras at gmail.com. If you would like to support me in this podcast, you can visit me on Patreon at Jujiteras Podcast, where you get early ad free access to all episodes plus some bonus content. You could also find me on buymeacoffee.com at Jujiterra's Pod. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to rate and review. See you next time.